Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. It's the pisser. Did myself a favor last night, Shauna. I did today, Beckler, a favor when I was yesterday, Beckler. I filled up with gas last night on my way home. Rather than leaving it till tomorrow, Smart. which is a mistake that I've made before. Mm-hmm. And then when it's five in the morning and you don't want to be standing at the gas pumps, you know, no, nope. not at all. I do that like every ski trip and stuff with, I will always get it the night before. You just even in the, road in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just like having to stop and do that. It's just, no, no, just, you want to get up and go. Yep. So, uh, that was a nice start to the day. That's nice. That's nice. I actually, uh, I got all green lights this morning. Oh, Love that. the best. Yep. Yep. The best. Smooth sailing the whole way. Uh, for me, that's so important just because my truck is so bad on fuel. Yeah. That it makes a big difference <laughs> in how much fuel I use if I'm not stopping at red lights. So It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I could convince McKenna, when my truck finally goes, to buy a nicer vehicle if it's better on gas. Do you think I could sell her on it that way? Yes. And say, but think of the think of the fuel savings. I think you can. You know? Yeah, I it's very important a, these days, yeah. Gas adds up. It's damn yeah. expensive. Wanted to buy an EV. Yeah. Or my uh, my dream vehicle is way better on gas than my truck is. Maybe I can come at it from that way. I'll start. Your dream vehicle. My dream vehicle is the older Land Rover Defender 110. Okay. So they've recently re-released that, uh, but I don't want one of the new ones. I want one of the old ones. The older like, ones is better on gas? Well, they're diesel. Oh, okay. And yep. they get like something like eight liters per hundred kilometers as opposed to the 17 I get in my truck right now. Oh, God. If I'm careful. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'll do. They're expensive, though, but I could just be like, but think of the savings in fuel. The savings. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, I think they're indestructible, too. So, perfect. You know, maintenance on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll start working on my pitch. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Uh, I also, can I give a shout out right now? If that's yes. okay? I was, I, I called home last night to FaceTime my parents. They had some of my aunts and uncles over for, for dinner. Uh, to my Aunt Ev, who's a big piss cast listener. Hi, Aunt Ev. Hello. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, miss all the family back home. I, I don't know your family back home, but I, I would also miss them, I think, if I'm Lovely people. Yes, yeah, good, lovely good. people. Yeah. On today's show, would you let your kids drink non-alcoholic beers? We're going to see how Shauna does with an entire category that recently appeared on Celebrity Jeopardy. We'll talk about flipping tables. And we had a pretty good laugh about the police in Barrie, Ontario, after your out-of-context clip of today's show. Three $5 bills. Three pairs of cheap plastic sunglasses, a box cutter, a lighter, and a debit card. Got him. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Well, this is kind of small town news, but not. Um, The Barrie, Ontario Police Department tweeted out a photo recently. It was of some items that they confiscated. Did you see this? No. Okay. So 
Calgary sometimes does this as well. The, the Calgary police, if you follow any of them on Twitter or stuff, they will uh, put these photos out of things they've confiscated. Normally, it's a massive drug and weapons bust, right? right they'll they'll be lay like it all out. Guns and drugs and thousands upon thousands of dollars. Well, in, in Barrie, Ontario, the police were proud of what they confiscated on the weekend. And in the photo, it is three $5 bills. <laughs> Three pairs of cheap plastic sunglasses, a box cutter, a lighter, and a debit card. Got him. You got him. And I, and it was, they wrote, they laid this all out and they said, we apprehended this gentleman over the weekend and this is what he had. And they did a photo op with it? They had a photo of it and it was all laid out like where the, you know, it was all ironed out, the $5 bills and everything else. And Wow. Oh my That's the God. Proceeds from crime right there. What right? in the but Jesus, I was just like and then it said, if any of these these items look familiar, you can come and claim it. I was like, can I claim the fiver? Like, oh, that that five, I think, is mine. Yeah, yeah. let me get a look at that five yeah, sheet that's there. Yeah, that's a five buck that uh, I, I lost. Can I pick that up, please? Does that have Wilfred Laurier on it? Yeah, that sounds like mine. Oh, is that a, is yeah, that a box one. cutter? Yeah, I, I lost one of those a few uh, days yeah, ago. Those look like my gas that's station sunglasses, too. My sunnies. Yeah, is there a little <laughs> scratch on the left lens? or my Flying J specials. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That, you know what, though? Mm. It... <laughs> A friend, a friend who's a comedian has this joke about how those those police drug bust photos. Yeah, so you shouldn't make crime look so fun. <laughs> like, look at all this money and guns and stuff that you can have if That's you do fair. crime. Whereas, like this makes it look like it just sucks. You're right. Actually, this guy was arrested, and all he picked up was twenty five dollars worth of sunglasses, sunglasses and a box cutter. A couple fives. Yeah, I got this Tim Hortons gift card oh off him. God. We brought him to justice. And a That's, debit card. <laughs> like, we can do a debit card. I, How much money's in the account? Oh, not much. Not much. I don't it's have, overdrawn. I don't have any. I don't have any credit cards, though. I don't qualify. Careful credit. No, crime has not been kind to me. Oh my. So that's hilarious. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they're, they're trying to right. discourage criminals you by just what? showing how much you could have all this too. If On you second thought, you're right. If you stray from the the lawful path. <laughs> Oh, my dear. <laughs> wow. Well, that guy wasn't at the top of any criminal organizations, was he? Oh, he's got some work to do. <laughs> the kingpin. <laughs> 15 bucks. Whoa. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got this online ad recently, which was uh, definitely a new one for me. Okay. It said, Canadian farmers raise chickens with care to be healthy, wholesome, and full of nutrition. Answer chicken's call. It was sponsored by Chicken Farmers Canada. Hmm. And I was with them for the first part of that messaging. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe Canadian chicken farmers are That's raising good. them to be I'm healthy. Glad. Yeah, it's good. That's good. But then answer chicken's call? I don't understand. No, I don't think that slogan is going to catch on. It's not the military. It's not to chicken. mention, like, answer chicken's call. Like, they're dead. You're eating. <laughs> what call is a dead chicken giving me? The chickens can't call. They have died. That's a, it's a horrifying visual, what? actually. Like, like from the da- from the grave, <laughs> the chickens are. Why What a ghost chicken, obviously, would sound like. Yeah, that's a strange. It's an odd one, hey? It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's chicken. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder to answer, answer chi- chicken's call like, these days, too. It's so expensive. Yeah, and seriously, like answering chicken's call makes me think that I shouldn't be eating the chicken. You know, yeah. like, okay. Well, I agree. Yeah. 
I mean, wow. Okay, strange. Awesome. Have you seen the price of chicken these oh, days? Yeah, I know you're, you eat a lot of chicken too, don't you, Sean? Oh yeah, I do. I'm going. I'm going bankrupt on chicken. Often overlooked with the price of groceries lately uh, is the toll this is taking on meatheads. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know how expensive it is to get jacked now. Oh, I know. I'm trying my best out here, but yeah. you just the protein is too expensive. I know. I know you think protein powder is expensive. Well, then even just the straight chicken is oh. expensive. You can't do it. It's like five bucks chicken breast these days. Five bucks chicken titty. You, can't, you, yeah. you know how many of those I'd need in a day to meet my protein requirements? A lot of tits from chicken. Mm-hmm. In 2023, muscles are an ostentatious sign of wealth yep. because that person's eating protein like crazy. Answer chickens call like a call girl. I'm picturing little chicken titties now. Okay, this is going. Oh, my. Sorry. Sorry. On it's a reli- true, though. Absolutely. You can't afford it. You just can't afford to eat the chicken anymore. On a somewhat related note, have you seen that meme that's been going around this week that says, I forget the exact wording, but it's like the weirdest thing about grocery shopping is deciding what level of chicken suffering I can afford. Oh, You see, know, like when you're buying is... eggs, it's like, okay, this is free range. This yeah. is free run. Yeah. These ones were deliberately tortured, but they're cheaper. Like it's... <laughs> These ones are going to haunt you in your sleep because, yep, yeah, that's fine, though. You're going to have to answer that discount, chicken's yeah. call. You're so... The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. This isn't a TV trope, more like a life trope, Beckler. Something that we often talk about, and I'm like, this doesn't happen. Someone said something about flipping a table the other day, and I got thinking about that. And I was like, this is a very common phrase. Every, everybody knows about the idea of getting so angry that you flip a table. But has anybody you've ever known ever actually flipped a table? No, like, because that would be intense. Like, how angry? When you think <laughs> about the concept of this, right? And we'll say it and just not think twice about it. I'm like, If you think about the actual concept of flipping a table, think of all the tables that you've ever had growing up. First of all, extremely heavy, not easy to flip. Oh, I disagree. No, if, you're ang- oh, if, I'm, if I was angry enough, I could yardy a table. Like my table <laughs> when I was growing up was one of those heavy wooden tables that you needed three people to lift it. Not to mention that tables often have a bunch of dishes and stuff on them. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the times, like these, this one had some sturdy legs that you, I don't think you could physically from one side be like flip it. I don't think it would work that mm. way. So I'm like, this is a lot harder than you think. We don't flip tables very often, but we always talk about flipping tables. It would just be really destructive. It would be very right? destructive. Everything on the table is toast. Yeah, Anybody totally. in the way of that is going to probably get hurt. Not to mention you're going to damage the floor for sure. And the table. Yeah, and the table, obviously. Although, you know what? One of my favorite, I don't know how well you know your Bible story, Shauna. But one of my favorite... I don't. No, one, not well at all. One of my favorite Bible stories, I don't know what it's actually called, but I call it Jesus Acts a Fool. And it's when he, he flips went, tables. He went into the the temple and they turned it into a market. And he went crazy and flipped tables over and chased everybody out. And it says that Jesus flips tables. <sighs> if I remember correctly, he flipped the money changers okay. tables over. Like he went off. Mm. Jesus had a schmelty. Jeez, I didn't know that. Jesus <laughs> meltdown. Schmelties like this. And uh, it, the artistic depictions of this story are some of the funniest things ever. If you Jesus flipping tables, I don't know what you'd search, but I, I, Jesus acts a fool is what I call the, the Bible story. But there's one where he's like. 
whipping some guy with his own coin purse. Like he just look at this, beating yeah. the hell out of this guy. He's tossed someone down a set of stairs. Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables yeah. of the money changers. He went nuts. Jesus flipped tables. Can I get a picture of that? The, like I said, look look at the. I'm uh, looking for a photo because I would like depictions. that frame. Jesus flipping tables. He looks so angry. He's Holy got the fire in his hell. eyes. And he's just like beating some guy. So that's guy. where this came from. Is Jesus. <laughs> But honestly, like I, if Jesus did it, I think that we should flip. I would love to see somebody in real life flip a table. Yeah. I really would. And I mean, you know what? We all have schmelties. Even Jesus had schmelties. Clearly. So. We're kind of going flip a table. Like One Jesus. of those rage rooms? And then I, yeah, when people are like, well, you're so angry, you flip a table. I'm like, well, Jesus did it. So I'm just, I'm following in Jesus' footsteps, okay? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Apparently you and I are in the minority, Shauna, because we got a ton of messages from people who have or have witnessed table flipping. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, so everybody, uh, it's hilarious though, because two texts back to back came from two people whose 13 year olds had flipped tables. Had Schmelties at school. Which is hilarious that both of them 13. So 13 is apparently a prime table flipping age, but I somehow didn't ever flip a table at that age, nor did I witness it. Nope. So, Well, one was at school. Right. One they was had school. A, yep. had it out with their teacher and had a bit of a schmeltdown. Uh, the other one was during a family game of Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> and board games seems to be maybe the prime ter- table flipping scenario. Yes. Somebody else said that their friend flipped uh, a table while they were playing Settlers of Catan. In an epic fit of rage. Because nobody would trade with him, so his girlfriend had to take him home and put him to bed. <laughs> and that's a full-grown full adult. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple other adults said that they had flipped tables before as well, and then immediately regretted it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you would, I think. You would. That is... Well, it's just like we were talking about recently with the schmelties I've had where, I broke, where I've broken something. It's, it's like, true. well, that was super stupid. But that is a destructive act of rage like again because there's no empty tables like there's stuff you're everything's going flying and people are probably close by so maybe it's therapeutic just have a table set up somewhere ready to be flipped if you really need to I said that I was like I actually want to try and flip a table now I just want to see what it feels you know those like rage rooms yeah yeah like that would be the great opportunity to try and give it a go like um you ever see Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, one of my favorite comedies of all time? Oh, yeah. When he's having a meltdown, he rips the sink out of the bathroom wall. Oh, wow, yeah. And he has a big meltdown at the end of the movie, and there's a whole bank of sinks in the bathroom, and he's ripping all of them out of the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, also destructive. Uh-huh. You know, as even with my history of Schmelties, uh, I've never flipped a table. No. Never, never even come close to flipping a table. I, again, Actually, maybe I've I'm never finished it. Angry as I thought. No, apparently not. <laughs> apparently. Although you pro- try and get into a board game. Maybe that's what brings it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. brings out the very worst in us. Totally. If you live in a Shane Holmes paired home, you can flip a table. Your neighbors won't hear it. Yep. They build those duplexes with next level soundproofing. <laughs> they do something called the yell test, which... Can we do a table, table flipping flip test? test? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You already the table. Did you hear that? Nope. No, Great. I didn't Good. hear a thing. Good. <laughs> yeah. We'll be doing that more. Shane Homes builds these paired homes in several communities around Calgary. You can learn more about the, the areas where they build. And the company themselves is ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. Podcast. My dad was telling me that he's noticed something in conversation with a few of his friends recently. Oh. So many of them are grandparents, like he is. And he said a few of his friends have mentioned that their own kids have treated them like they don't know what they're doing with the grandkids. Like they'll tell them... They'll, like, correct them and tell them what they should be doing Aww. with little kids. He said, mm. 
One one said his kid bought him a book on how to be a grandparent. Oh, that's insulting. That had like how to hold the baby and stuff oh, in it. No. And he handed the book back and was like, "No thanks, I'm, I'm good. good." Yeah. Oh. So my yeah, dad was cool. My dad was wondering if this is a wider trend with our generation that that our generation doesn't think our parents know what to do with kids and if so, if there's a reason for it. What do you think, Shauna? I don't know. I mean, it's just not, tough to say if you haven't seen it. But. Yeah, not that I've noticed. I mean, I know that obviously people now are way more about reading the books about before you're a parent and getting more educated about it. Like my sister, I remember, read all kinds of stuff before she had a kid to uh, know what to expect. So I think that's probably where it's coming from. And those books, unfortunately, probably do say things about grandparents as well, being like, well, they were raised in a different generation, so they mm -hmm. don't know or it's different. But They smoked while pregnant. That's like, it, that's right? <laughs> I think that's thing. stupid, though. It's like if you were raised by those parents, if yeah. you're fine, then just let it go. I know. That's, my dad said that his friends were all kind of insulted by it. Yeah. It's like, how do you think you got here? No kidding. I mean, unless, you know, I mean, there are lots of people from our generation that don't think their parents did a great job. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, and there are lots of things that, of course, you know, people are like, well, we thought it was good back then. and It's not so much anymore. So I think if you get all that in your head, that's probably where it's mm -hmm. coming from. Right. My theory, I have a different theory, and part of it is that I think people are having kids later now. Yeah. And maybe you have more, I don't know, maybe you have more confidence going into raising children. Because, mm. like, McKenna and I had our, had our kids very young by today's standards, right? And yeah. I didn't know anything. Like, I, we, we relied so heavily on the advice from our parents who had done it before. Yeah. So, you know, if I had started having kids now, maybe we'd be like, oh, no, I got this, right? You know, I'm more, no, because more you settled, still more of an adult. don't know anything about kids until you have your own, right? And I have friends who are do. older, and they have kids, and they admit the same thing. It's like, mm. well, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I don't, I don't know if I buy that necessarily. It's not a bit of the Dunning-Kruger effect where you think you're an expert, but you're not. Yeah, why right? would, we, unless you've read book, you've spent yeah. the additional 10 years reading every book and thinking that that's going to make <laughs> you a better parent or something. I don't see why that would be much different. I think you kind of have to get in there and see and then. Yeah, the books are probably a great resource, but yeah. not a substitute for hands-on experience. But I think that's it. We have so much access now to all the stuff online that's telling you how to be a parent, telling you how to be a grandparent, that if you're in that headspace you're probably like up oh, no you got to read the book first just like i did to be a mom and if you were the grandparent and the person that you raised and got to this point is telling you how to do it you yeah, know i could see how that would be a little insulting hey you know what i'm gonna do with this book i'm gonna rub rub it up all right and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna light it on fire all right and then i'm gonna throw it out the window the beckler and shauna podcast etymology with shauna I don't know where I even got reading about this or thinking about this, but time, as in where we get minutes and seconds from. Why do we say hmm. minutes and seconds? So I looked into this. So minute comes from the Latin term pars minuta prima, which means first small part. So now you know where we get second from, because second used to be the Latin for second small part. And then there was third and fourth way back when we were trying to divide time as well. But it literally just means, very simply, first small part, second small part, and then we broke it down to first, seconds, thirds, and fourths when it comes to time. So what actual measurement of time was a third then? Well, that's... It, Would it be like a tenth of a second? Yeah, yeah. And even, I, apparently in Polish, they still reference the third 
It's the word Turkja, but it means thirds when they talk about their time as well. So they'll break it down even further. So, you know, when you can go and see a really exact yeah, time, yeah. that's what they still reference it as. They can use the even more, uh, you know, divisive wow. than us. But I had no idea. Okay, I, never I didn't know that either. That. No. No. And it was back in 1267. It was a medieval scientist writing in Latin, and he was the first person to define this division of time between full moons as these hours, minutes, seconds, thirds, and fourths, or first, seconds, thirds, and fourths. And he was the very first to do that back in 1267. Also, his name is Roger Bacon. Good name. Which I was like, back in 1260, doesn't seem like a common real name back then. You know, Roger years ago. Roger Bacon was a gentleman. Uh, back Roger in, Bacon, good to meet you. Yeah, right. It doesn't seem what? like. I was like, that's a weird. What? what Where's this name from? What but, was the full word? The full Latin word? It was pars minuta prima. Pars minutia prima. Yeah. So I know that in, obviously in science and in astronomy and that, they use lots of Latin terms, right? Yep. And like the degrees of the sky are broken up by like arc minutes and parsecs and stuff. So would that, that would probably be related to that as that well. That would be hey? related to that as well. Yeah. All mm. the Latin, but it's crazy. So yeah, we switched it from, you know, just the minute or it meaning first to minutes, yep. but it comes yep. from that other part of that, uh, that phrase. But yeah, first, seconds, actually thirds. first, seconds, and thirds. Thanks That's to Roger we, Bacon. Thanks to... <laughs> Good old the degrees of separation. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got this video sent to me by a friend of the show, Jordan. Uh, it is a category from Celebrity Jeopardy recently. Okay. And the category is called Roger's Butt. I don't know who Roger is, but they're all butt questions. Questions about asses. Yeah. So it's, I think Celebrity Jeopardy is maybe a little easier than regular Jeopardy. Okay. Um, but I watched this video that Jordan sent, and I went five for five in the category. Oh, damn. Macaulay Culkin was on this episode. Uh, he was oh. the most famous celebrity there. How's he doing? He did all right. Okay. So uh, I thought I'd play these questions for you and see how you do, Shauna, because this is an area of expertise for us. If there was ever going to be... This is our burning dog poo in the human response. It, this is our category. It is, yeah. This is all we need. Are you ready? Okay. Vehicles can have butts too. This synonym for butt is also a term for the last car on a train. Caboose. What is caboose? What but is you're caboose? Correct. Excuse yes. me, a synonym sorry. for butt. It's also an unclean animal, according to the King James Bible. What is an ass? Correct. Arr. It's a synonym for butt, me hearties. It's also what a pirate likes to plunder. What is a booty? What is booty? You got it. Merci. This synonym for butt is derived from French, meaning behind. Uh, what, what is a derriere? Nice. Nice. Okay, this one might be the trickiest, and we're ascending in value two of these questions. Okay. So this is done. Ready? Honky Tonk. Trace Adkins chose this synonym for butt for a 2005 hit country song. Oh. I don't know that song. You don't know that one? No. Honky, t honky Tonk? Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. What nope. is Badonkadonk? Ah! I could have guessed that one. Four for five, pretty good on the category, though, Shauna. If you we were ever on Jeopardy, we'd be fairly like... Fairly well-versed in the ass category. Can we have more ass? <laughs> is there another butt category? Yeah, where's the next... <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have another thing you can't look cool doing if I could. What's that? Walk in ski boots. Oh, that's a tough look, isn't it? I was at Lake Louise on the weekend, and as you get there, you have to go down the stairs to get to the base. And, of course, everybody flops. Oh, oh, yeah. And everyone's doing it. And you have to do the sidestep because you can't go straight on because... 
Ski boots are the stiffest boots in the world. Mm-hmm. You are essentially walking around in two casts on your yeah. feet. That's it, right? So no bend involved. So you have to do the awkward sidestep. Then you always have your skis with you. So then the skis are flailing and you're nearly hitting people in the head. And you've got these poles that are everywhere. And you're always almost on the verge of falling over to begin with. They have no grip. No right? grip at all. Yeah, no matter what. You could be the best skier in the world and you might look phenomenal <laughs> on the hill itself. But when you're walking in those ski boots, there is no way to do it looking That cool. is true. You yeah. could be the very best skier in the whole world, and you're still going to look unnatural walking in ski boots. Yep, yep. You're still walking around with two casts on your feet. So no matter what you do, you're going to look uncool. This is in the. This is very, very similar to not being able to look cool walking around in, in uh, flippers. Yep, like if absolutely. You're, if you're going snorkeling and you got flippers on. Yes, which we've mentioned before. Yeah. That's not a cool look either. You can't put them on nope. high up by the beach and then walk down. You got to uh-uh. go down to the beach and put them on there. Yeah, if you want to look cool, you should just wait and put those ski boots on when you get right to the base, like right on the snow and you're about to step in your skis. Otherwise, you're not looking cool. Like think of Lenny Kravitz trying to walk down the stairs in ski boots. In ski boots? No, he would look ridiculous. He would. That's one of the big advantages that snowboarding has over skiing. Is that the snowboard boots are fairly comfortable to walk yep. around in? Yeah, you yep. can look a hell of a lot more cool when you're in <laughs> snowboard boots. Okay. and Shauna podcast. We were talking recently about this video that I posted, uh, where I was driving around drinking an alcohol-free beer. Yep. Which is legal to do, but still seems like a Super crazy weird. thing to do. Yep. yep. Uh, a friend of the show, Ryan, sent me a message though, and he said he was listening to Dax Shepard's podcast, the actor Dax Shepard, and he and his wife, Kristen Bell, allow their kids to order alcohol-free Heinekens when they go out to restaurants to eat. And Ryan was asking what my opinion on that would be. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. Mm, interesting. If it matters, uh, Dax and Kristen's kids are 10 and 8, if that makes a difference to you. I don't care. No? No. I think it's great. I think the more that you normalize booze in a kid's life, the better. Because every person that I know that kind of went off the deep end and, and started binge drinking was somebody who, like, it was really restricted in their house. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Whereas I think, you know, in Europe, when you're younger, you have a glass of wine when you're super young or whatever. It's offered up. It's just like, here, take it. And so I think these are non alkies Yes. And you think that's it's the same thing happening there? I think that with non-alcoholic beer, it it still tastes like beer. It's it's that same idea of having a beer. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm I think it's probably a good way of normalizing it, and then it's not going to be a whole crazy thing when you're older it's like well no i already know the taste of it i know this one has booze in it but it's rather than being like no you can't have this right no 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 you cannot have that because right it's beer no yeah yeah okay so i i had kind of a different answer i was like i mean there's nothing legally or morally wrong with it right it'd be weird to see a kid sitting at a a restaurant drinking a non-alcoholic beer um but i mean it's no different than you know, sparkling water or no. you know, soda at that point. Um, the only thing I was thinking of is for many people, beer because is an acquired taste. Right. And when you start drinking beer, a lot of people have to like power through mm-hmm. not enjoying it yep. until they do enjoy it. So I'm trying to think like of myself, if I, if I hit my like first years of drinking already with a penchant for, for beer, yes, might it have been worse? Yeah, and you know, that was, if I was like, I already love this, let's go. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because that was my initial thought at first as well. It's like, oh, you're just developing the taste, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I always think that that comes culturally as well. I don't know if that, but I, there's no studies done, so maybe. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a person by person thing, right? No, some people never enjoy the taste of beer. To be honest, people, the whole thing, I'm shocked the kids enjoy 
the taste of a non-alcoholic beer because most people like the first sip you have right is disgusting so you wouldn't want that so i'm wondering if they do enjoy it or if they're if they just feel growing up doing it that's right? exactly if they feel it. Up like you have one sip and are like yeah i'd love to know that because i i truly don't think a kid would enjoy that taste I'm trying to think if my boys wanted to order a non-alky at a restaurant when I'd be like, okay, go for it. I probably don't know. because you'd probably be like, they'll take one step and not like it. The, yeah. the fact that those kids enjoy that taste is odd to But me. do you want them to pretend to enjoy it so that they do feel grown up? Is that something that you want to encourage? I don't know. I I think uh, the whole like just being around booze and the discussion of it and having that open discussion when it comes to non-alcoholic versus alcoholic is probably good for, for kids as a whole, but... Hmm. Yeah, if there's studies showing that when you have a non-alky and you develop that taste <laughs> earlier, it means you become a bigger binge drinker than not so much. I doubt that it's common enough to have any meaningful data on it. But Maybe I mean, down you, the line it will be, though. You, you could look at, at drinking rates and cultures or yeah. problem drinking in cultures where it's more accepted at an early age versus mm-hmm. when it's, like, especially in the United States, where it's forbidden until 21. And we're fairly yeah. new into the non-alcoholic beer game. I mean, that's yeah. a, a new concept. Yeah, so well, as that comes down, it'll be interesting to see what happens. The Beckler and Sean. On a podcast. Front of the show, Sherry sent us a picture of some of the worst slash best white girl sayings I think we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, we receive so many of these that a lot of them start to blend together. They do, yeah, and you see the same ones over and over again, and these ones are so bad. uh, It's hilarious because they're all, of course, on the wine tumblers as well, which is the new popular way of drinking your wine. Right, so you have a wine glass with a a sassy saying on it. I think she said she found these at a shop in Inglewood. Yep. Yeah. Let me just start firing these off to you. Uh, Always a bridesmaid, never a sober one. (laughs) Sipping beauty. Okay. Then there's, if I had nine lives to spend at least six with you, sorry, I'd spend at least six with you with a cat little nose and whiskers as well. Well, That one's kind of nice. Okay. Uh, My heart says chocolate and wine, but my genes say for the love of God, woman, eat a salad. Wow. That okay. is a, an essay on your glass. Is it ever an essay? Also, it's insulting to you. I'm not sure why. Hmm. This, the long-ass phrase on this glass is body it's, shaming it's me. It's a lot. Holy man. Yep. If you need me, I'll be in a weird mood drinking a bottle of rosé. Oh. <laughs> uh, online shopping because I can't rock around a store with no pants drinking a glass of wine. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my These are Lord, stinkers. Baby, they hurt. Happy uh, birthday. Oh, it keeps going? May you outlive that ass you married, which is just... What? This one's just like, flat out <laughs> insulting. Imagine getting that from oh someone my, on your birthday. This is just... Like, oh, but yeah. I kind of like my husband. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like... And then this one just goes back. When I said I was cleaning, I was really polishing off two glasses of wine. Holy man. <laughs> It's just nonstop. I, okay, that's enough. I I can't even. I, I can't go on. I help me. podcast. <laughs> this is an exceptional Terry of the Month nominee. Oh, fantastic! Um, it's even better if you can see the video, but I think it'll be great even if you can't. I'll send you the video if you want to see it. But uh, this is from front of the show Nils. Uh, it's a video of a rodeo cowboy named Dale Brisby, and last week at the Canadian Finals Rodeo in Red Deer. Mm-hmm. Dale's in the bronc riding event, and in this video, he's got a lit dart in his mouth as he starts his ride. So he's he's riding the horse with a cigarette. Yep. He gets bu- he gets bucked off. Yeah. One of the horse's front hooves comes down on his chest. Oh my god! 
The other one barely misses his head. We're talking like an inch away from his face. Holy hell. And then as the horse is moving to that other part of the of the arena, he almost gets kicked by one of the back legs. It's moving away. And Dale's laying on the laying on his back in the dirt. Cigarette still in his mouth. I was mouth. just about to say, the only way this is ending is that his dart is still going. He didn't lose He's, the dart through all that. Well, of course like, not, Beckler. Front flipped off this horse. Dale could have died and the dart would have still been smoking, okay? <laughs> like, this is the strangest thing. He's got no pulse, but... Yes, but he's smoking still. It's like when you get beheaded and the chicken still runs around for a bit. But, yeah, exactly. But Jerry, he's still darting even though he's dead. <laughs> Stop it's him. incredible, Shauna. Wow. Like, you, you just keep your eye on the dart through the whole video and you're like, no way. Good for him. It takes such a huge slam. So the video, it's uh, it's all in slow motion. It's really a piece of art. It was posted it's by um, actually a local Calgary dude named Wacy Anderson on his account. So again, I can send you this video if you want to see it. Okay. It's art. Wow. And he, he almost gets his head caved and he gets stepped on by this horse and never loses the dart. That should be another rodeo event right there. Okay? Keep the dart in Keep your mouth. Keep the dart going for as long <laughs> as you can. Okay. You're counting down, but it's not for how long you can hang on to the bronc. It's how long you can keep the dart going. I like it. That's a great idea. Thank you. I thought so. I, I get the distinct feeling that this cowboy, this Dale Brisby is just not afraid to die in any sort of way. I don't you know? think so. Yeah. <laughs> He's got wow. a great look, too. He's got long hair and a mustache. Oh, and he's just, beautiful. Like, it's what you want. It's, it's what you want in a Terry. It's a phenomenal Terry of the Month nominee. Thank you, Nils. We are gathered here today to remember Terry. <laughs> still <laughs> darting, though. He's still darting, even though he's dead. Coming from the casket. Yeah, yeah, he's still going. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.